really didn't have a problem until I came into contact with long-term pain. This started with a head injury where I lost my eye and or the eye still yet, but I mean it really got damaged a lot and I'm blind in that eye and you know I guess from that initial blow I immediately started to have severe headaches as soon as I woke up. I sustained something called chronic migraineous neuralgia you know, really bad migraine headaches. I, I wouldn't come out of the house. The sun really bothers me. Even talking, it will trigger a headache. My pain issues became so bad that 28 years ago, they started me on liquid morphine. And I haven't been off opiates other than maybe 10 days since that time. I constantly have to be on some sort of narcotic to control that pain. And the pain just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And they just kept prescribing more and more, more and more, you know, higher and higher doses. The main concern was the pain, and then from the pain, my next concern, which became the main concern, was the addiction. You know, it grew into that. My brother died from alcoholism at the age of 32, and he was my best friend, you know, and we were only a year and a half apart, so I was 30 and six months when he died. And he had been to detox like several times, and it just didn't work. And he had three children and a wife, and I go, what ever makes you, what makes you do that? Like, go and just throw everything away, and you have to drink. He goes, I don't know. A little man runs up my arm, starts screaming in my ear. So all I can hear is his voice, and I have to obey him. And I have to immediately go and get alcohol. Nothing can stop it. Nothing. And I didn't know what he was talking about until they put me on Dilaudid. The pharmacist used to give me like a hard time. He'd make me wait all day, sometimes to the next day. And one time he, you know, he made me wait. And all of a sudden I just started to vomit uncontrollably. Just, and I was in the bathroom. Then the next thing I know, I had diarrhea. And at that point I knew I was addicted. How long I had been addicted, I don't know. Because I never ran out. And I really stopped taking care of myself over 10 or 12 years ago. I mean, when the addiction really hit home. Today, I have diabetes. I gained 100 pounds. Is that caused from this? I don't know. If you're taking 1,560 milligrams of opiates every day, what are you going to do? Sit on the couch and eat? I think so. You're not going to be moving around. You're not going to feel like doing anything. On top of that, I have obstructed sleep apnea with 19-second cardiac pauses. I have congestive heart failure and arthritis. I, I need two new knees now. You stop caring, and I really was contemplating suicide. The pain was atrocious, and the higher the dose went on the pain meds, on the opiates, like, the worse the pain felt. It started to enhance the pain instead of helping it. It was like everything was wrong. I was devoid of any life. It was just opiates. I was no longer me. It took me over. It was like, you know, invasion of the body snatches. I mean, you're gone. You're, you're dead. You have no life anymore. It's just an opiate existence. You're just consumed with getting opiates into your body. If I was on opiates, if you asked me how many pills I had right now at this particular time, and I don't even know what time it is right now anymore, but I could tell you how many pills I had either in my pocket or at home. Just like that. That fast, I could tell you how many pills I had left, when I have to go to the pharmacy, how much time I had to my next fill on my prescription. To me, that felt normal. And I stayed that way for years and years and years until about two years ago, it became a problem. The pharmacist refused to fill the prescription. 
He says, Vinny, I can't fill this. You know, I don't care. Go back to your doctor. I'm not going to fill this. Hopefully I'm saving your life. And he did. And I actually went back and thanked him. So um, they started cutting back, and I met Dr. Bear because he is an addiction specialist. And what they did is they started to taper me. We cut every month, every month. So every new prescription, instead of getting the prescriptions every five or six days, I was getting them monthly now. Cut, cut, cut. Every month, withdrawals. And they would just start to get better. Withdrawals again because we lowered the dose again. It was hard because I didn't want to give those opiates up. I was afraid. That was my lifeline. That's all I had. That was all I cared about. Over the two and a half years, I got down to 315 milligrams of opiates a day, and I couldn't go any lower. It was like hitting a brick wall, and I would suddenly go into, like, vicious, I mean, really vicious withdrawals, vomiting, shaking, sweating, heart rate of over 110, totally dehydrated, convulsing almost, you know, muscle cramps. It's like being a baby, like you need a diaper. Man, it was horrible. It was unbelievable what I was going through psychologically, physically. And I couldn't go any further. And Dr. Bear says, you know, Vinny, you got to trust me. You got to try the suboxone. So they brought me in the hospital. The withdrawals were horrible. There was a plan, of course. You know, he told me everything that was going to go on, everything that was going to happen. He had people from the pain unit coming down. I must have seen 15 doctors the first night. And a couple of times I almost ran out of the hospital and ran home because I had opiates at home. Well, two things saved me. One was the Bible, and one was the doctor's care. He was hands-on. He came to see me every 25 minutes. He was constantly there, constantly mentoring me, telling me it's going to be okay. And he knew what my kind of personality, if you talk to me, I would forget about the pain a little bit, and I would forget about withdrawals. And I would talk, even if it was 10 minutes or an hour. He would not, he would just let me keep going. He actually meditated with me one day in, in my room for like an hour. We meditated together. I mean, he was willing to do anything and everything to get me to, to change. And I'm so glad I did it. But the transition takes time because you, all your receptors are screwed up. And, you, you know, it's, all, it's like a nut and bolt. You know, it has threads and you screw it on and you tighten it down and it stays. Well, when your receptors, pain receptors and neurons are all screwed up, they're just passing each other. It's like having a nut and bolt that's just totally stripped and that thing's just floating on there, falling off, and your tires are going everywhere. You can't do anything. But now it's starting to work, and I feel so much better. The Suboxone is so different from the opiate. You don't lose your memory. You have better pain control. I never got this kind of pain control from any of the other opiates that I tried. Even if I forget to take a dose tonight when I go to sleep, it doesn't bother me tomorrow morning. I don't wake up in the middle of the night sweating or craving anything. There's no cravings. I don't even know how many I have. I don't know when my next prescription is. I don't care. I'm too happy enjoying life. I'm getting up today and I'm smiling. I have a smile on my face. I want to go out. I want to be the idiot on the elevator who can't stop talking. You know, that's me. That's who I am. And I love people. My whole persona has changed. My, the thoughts about life, the thoughts about living, the thoughts about what I'm going to see in the next five or ten years. It's like an awakening. Just the clouds. There's a new building going up in Boston. It's amazing to see all the growth that's going on in the city, how much you know, coming over the Zaken Bridge and the Tobin Bridge, just to see all that life around you that I almost threw away. Just seeing the sunrise, like sometimes I set my alarm 
and I'll set it, and I'll just get up like a half hour before sunrise, go get a cup of coffee because I live right on the beach, and then just sit there and wait for it to come up. You know, just touching another human being. You don't know how good that feels. You know, like I haven't felt it for all these years. I almost killed myself and my daughter just became a teacher. First grade teacher. She, this year she's teaching the second grade. She's in the union. And I can't believe that I almost killed myself over opiates. It's not just heroin. It's, you know, prescribed drugs. Prescribed. I was totally prescribed. I did not do any illegal drugs. In high school I smoked a little pot. That was it on the weekends, but I played football. So I never thought that I was susceptible to this kind of addiction. But anybody, anybody who's taken opiates needs to get off whatever they're taking. You really need to listen to your healthcare professionals. They're not lying. It's not a joke. It's your life. You know, how many people are going to OD today and not be here tomorrow? Whatever you're into, you know, reach out and get that help. You, you know, reach out to the person closest to you, to, to your own God, you know, to a doctor, to a nurse, anybody. You know, just reach out to somebody and tell them you need help. You know, and get the help and switch because there is life after opiates. There really is.